Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Never any support. What's going on? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me right here, the always unsupportive. Dude, you can't ask... Come you on. can't ask for support all of a sudden out of how many years has it been to do the intro? Now what? you want support for it? Yeah. Without, without, That's how it works. No way. I just said pop with me. You sat there and looked at him, man, like you got ten heads. Oh, I didn't know you were talking to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's two of us in the room, but I, didn't, I thought you were just talking to me. Another so. episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. The man you just heard bickering like an old married couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ebony Black and Ivory up in here. All right, man. How you yeah. doing, man? I'm okay, man. It's one of those days, you know. In the background, not ready to go down with the sound. I'm looking, of course, at the man fiddling with equipment, just Johnny. Mm. You. Hey, and we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We're going to break down some of the trailers that just came through Comic-Con. So yeah, is that, Comic-Con. how long does that go for? Is that still going on? Uh, No, 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 no. It's over. It's, it's, over it's a one-weekend affair, but right. everyone knows that it's uh, going to be thousands upon thousands in the house. It's going to be ass, the crotch smell all day, all weekend. Yeah. And then you got to break into Hall H. For all the stuff that'll be on uh, <laughs> on the internet in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> seriously, seriously, no, no, no. I, I've done it once and only once, and you went, me, you went there, my, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when I was a young naive job sucker. A buddy nah, of mine goes there every year. Anyway, he works for Hasbro, so he goes and he he uh, sells stuff for them. Okay, that makes a little more sense if he's there. He's not just going to hang out. No, yeah. this is like a you know forty year old dude. <laughs> he's not right, going well, nah, for fun. Forty year old in the house, man. It's sure, but those are the kind of guys you're going to invite back to your place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, a couple of ladies, maybe. Have you seen the costume? I have seen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, whatever. I had to clear my browsing history after I, I checked them out. Oh, you're ashamed of <laughs> Black Animal is real. Not, forget, this is, this is live broadcast radio. People oh, yeah. We're listening somewhere. Yeah. And I almost forgot that's why we're doing this. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Johnny, how about you, man? Are you checking out Comic Con? Uh, no. 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 Just oh, no. Man. Yeah, no. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a huge comic fan, so. Well, I mean, I I, comics, I appreciate comics. I I yeah, I understand that. There's a lot of uh, I love comics, cosplay. It's cinema. It's cosplay. Yeah. I it's love that. Gaming. Yeah. It's all the good stuff that brings people together. Just right. I really wanted to see like Blade Runner stuff. I think that's what I was focusing on. Stuff? Yeah, they did. They yeah. did. Yeah. It's just I had I had other stuff to do, so I did those. All right, all right. You're all like right. a normal so human adult. Like had dude, a, far too <laughs> important. Nah, I'm, I'm I'm busting your balls, man. Oh, we got an action-packed show for you, dude. We have the Comic Con trailers. We're gonna break them down. Yep. We've also got reviews for Dunkirk. Yep. For the new Zelda DLC for Okja. Am I even saying that right? Okja. 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 Yeah, it's it said it's supposed to be said in like a, a South Korean accent, so it doesn't really matter how you say it. it's Okja. Uh, yeah. All right. There's no one more South Korean than Tilda Swinton. Right? She's, she's <laughs> and then Jake Gyllenhaal Lord. actually is. is <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, the full yeah, uh, this is on Netflix, so this is a, a great film we'll be talking about a little later. But yeah, cool. before then, we are to break down a bunch of these new trailers that mm-hmm. that came out. Is there anyone in particular that you were most excited about? I mean, there was Thor yeah. Ragnarok. There was, uh, what else there we got? Thor Justice Ragnarok. League. There was Justice League. Yeah, Justice League giving us the proper Comic-Con trailer where we actually get to see action, not just Batman going on his little recruiting spree, which yeah. I think was a waste before. Because, I just, mean, everyone really wants to see the action, and they haven't showed us that until now. They're just showing, like, yeah, Ben Affleck just rolling around and, and talking to people, and then yeah, they, like, push, push like him that. against the wall, and they're like, oh, no. And then it's, like, <laughs> breaks, right? <laughs> Sad mugging all over the sucker. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of uh, high points where he and Jason Momoa had those, mm, I don't know, those middling uh, stare downs where it's like, yeah, I know you're some hot mess, but I'm hot mess, too. You don't want to... Yeah, I'm still I'm still not sold on the whole Jason Momoa thing either. You're not? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh come on, about dude! It. I I'm can't sold. Think... Yeah, yeah. Well, well I guess I, maybe it's bigger on, on uh, DC level because I don't give a crap about any of the stuff they're doing. Wow. And so, wow. I think they're what they're failing in uh, against Marvel is their casting, and I think it's just been so lame by comparison. Well, I think well, that's maybe... been forever though. Sure, but this is in, in this case especially with like these this new Justice League stuff. I mean, Wonder Woman. I think they did well, but uh, they did good. With Gal good Gadot, job but Gal Gadot. Um, I think Jason Momoa might be a fresh take because we haven't seen. I don't recall at least a uh, big picture. Uh, you know, silver screen, uh, major motion picture. Uh, not says Entourage, yeah. I don't think anyone. <laughs> not not says okay, Entourage, right. yeah. No, nope. not in the boat. <laughs> no one wanted it. No hmm. one. Aquaman. Yeah, who wants I, Aquaman? Well, I don't want Aquaman. I can't think of Aquaman's anyone. Aquaman's kind of boring. I think. 
And Aquaman doesn't have to be. Aquaman's a character I think over the years has been very underutilized. Yeah. And Jason Momoa's got just enough juice and just enough appeal with the ladies. And just yeah. enough pecs, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like... He's, <laughs> he can bench press this movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, tell me if I'm wrong. I think Jason Momoa in The Public Eye is like The Rock's younger brother. Yeah, but he you know, should have like he should have been shirtless. He's not shirtless in the trailer. Right? <laughs> That's just the trailer, man. Yeah. Give it time. His, he, his no, there's no way he's not taking his shirt off. His, his suit should no be green one. and orange, right? Uh, the shoot should be at least and it was green, like blue, green and gold. There's like, orange in there. It yeah. depends, man. This is interpretation. Yeah, but, I I understand, but like Wonder Woman, her costume spot on. Mostly, for, for the most mostly. part, I mean it's modern, right? It's a contemporary take on Wonder Woman's costume. Same thing with Batman. I still like Wonder Woman in those vinyl jeans they had for the uh, for the failed pilots. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they All right, so. Stuff. So what do we see in this new trailer? Yes, what, what, in what, this what, trailer, yeah. we're starting off with the Justice League trailer, by the way, for anyone who uh, just casting, joining us late, if you will. The Justice League trailer now has the Justice League in action. If anyone caught the previous trailers, it was mostly Batman recruiting for some big evil that he's expecting. And we come to find out that's the parademons that were in Batman vs. Superman, um, also known as garbage on a plate, on a platter. <laughs> well... In this one, now we see uh, Cyborg introduced to the mix, actually with a couple of lines. We see Alfred having a bigger role, more of like a, um, uh, what do you call it, more of like an Oracle-type character. Yeah. He's manning the keyboards and the monitors back at the Batcave Earth. And he's a little younger-ish. Alfred? Yeah, looking. Um, maybe? This is, Who's this the is actor playing? Yeah, Jeremy Irons is the man, but he yeah. just looks like a leaner version of Alfred that I, than I've seen. Like, he looks oh, like I he could throw saying. down, you know well, what I mean? true, but we yeah. all got comfortable with the Michael Caine more, you know, Yeah, like old Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, it's yeah. it's like, like they oh. aged up Batman and aged down Alfred. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, maybe it's... Interesting maybe, take. Maybe it's a parallel <laughs> thing where it's like, you know, uh, uh, Alfred died and this is like his clone or his, this is his long lost nephew. Yeah, I think that's where now. they're going, yeah. I think Ooh, they're spending no, a lot it. of Alfred time in no, this next one. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Batman got older and kept doing his Batman routine. Alfred, meanwhile, did CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That explains. Yeah, TRT replacement therapy and yeah. all that stuff. I'm liking this though. In this movie, man, we saw more um, action by uh, Gal Gadot. We saw more action by Gal Gadot and a couple of um, uh, a couple of her uh, her scenes as her alter ego, like Diana bullet Prince, flying by her face. Yeah, well, that, that I think DC has never really gotten the full hang on uh, showing the solid action uh, involving people's powers, and when you have super speed. Uh, like Wonder Woman's supposed to have a level up, nowhere near like the Flash and to a, uh, and a level below Superman, but still legit. And that could have been done more interesting. She did like a Matrix thing, you know. Oh, she looks aside, she steps to the side, she watches the bullet, maybe deflects it or something. Yeah, I don't know. The, the action and the action didn't really look that great from what I saw. Plus, it's like the, all these trailers and everything in the DC universe seems to take place in this like weird oatmeal night sky yeah you know what I mean it's all like dark and and, I mean I get it it's like this brooding type (laughs) thing but like I think it takes away some of the fun that we're supposed to be you know having with these characters a little bit too it's supposed to be have fun yes you should gave us while well but Batman's like a nighttime thing you know what I mean the daytime scenes had kind of like that darker hue like it it, it's never it's never a sunny day in Gotham right but I get it I get that you know what I mean as a as a as a concept and also you know what Zack I mean? Snyder that's why I brought him up because the previous movies he did the Superman movies and the Batman Watchmen yeah yeah and well watch Watchmen to a lesser degree and we'll actually we'll let me know let me take a couple seconds to talk about that that's a side story. Um, those are like side options. That's like, okay, we have uh, Pat and Adam Willis, and that would be like the adventures of Dave Crespo elsewhere in the family. You know, yeah. Who's been seen every now and then. Exists in the world, but is not a direct part of this main story. You that's know interesting. Okay. It's, it's, like, it's like, this is Pat and Adam, and that's a story of like Adam's old hat. You know, what's going on? Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually with you there on sort of the scenery and, and how it looks. But I think it's looking at that movie. It looks like they whoever's directing. I don't know if it's the same director as Wonder Woman. No, um, Zach's. Oh, as Wonder Woman. Sorry. Uh, no, no. This, is, this is um being taken over by. Oh, I just had a ah, damn. I want to say Joss Whedon. Okay. Um, or or cinematographer. Well, I don't Josh, know who it is. But Josh Whedon took over from Zack Snyder. Snyder he, yes. yes. Zack so. Snyder unfortunately had to leave the project due yeah. to a um, very unfortunate death in the family. We hope he's doing okay now. I mean, we've talked endless amounts of stuff about his work, but I, only because at some level we do like it, and we don't really wish uh, any kind of... Yeah, I mean, we just of course. wish the best for him. 
but also kind of looking at it as a good thing that this project went to different hands because this is opens it up to different interpretations by yeah. critics. Well, it, and I'm I don't think one one director should have like kind of that you know hangover every it's, property it's, type it's thing. You know I what I mean? I don't think he'll ever really he'll ever completely get over the stigma of uh, Sucker Punch. Oh man, oh, that man. was so bad though. It, it was, was, it was, was long bad. ago. Very, very beautiful movie to look at until, but it was you, so until, bad. until you're past puberty. It, until yeah. you actually like start following the image. And you're like, this is this is terrible. This yeah, is terrible and stuff. Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> well, it's like uh, every DC movie. Yeah. Every yeah, recent all one, right? dark for no reason. Looks good. Right, they focus on the visuals, and then the story is like second guess, like a second yeah, thought. Not fair anymore. After we got Wonder Woman, we've seen that okay, DC can. Take a step in the right yeah. direction. And what they have to do, yeah. they have to give it to a woman and make it on you. Yeah. Oh, but uh, as, as so tying it into one woman, it looks yeah. looking at that trailer, it looks like they took a lot of nods with Wonder Woman, or, or maybe this is just a DC thing. But every single shot, they sort of had an angle, sort of a perspective in mind for highlighting the hero. Whichever hero was in the shot, they were sort of prominent, and the background it was almost like a like an animated, like a comic background with a focus, like a big zoomed-in focus on that character, that whatever hero it is, doing some sort of heroic pose after they've done something in, in the action scene. That was everywhere in Wonder Woman. It was awesome. I actually really like that, that kind of artsy shot. And that, that's, that's, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a questionable thing to do because Wonder Woman did it well. Yes. Most every other movie besides maybe um, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies, when they've tried to do that, it's been the corniest shot in the scene. Oh, and, and and I guess I'll give it to uh, the Tim Burton Batman when you had him standing on the roof, and then you see the symbol in the background and he jumps off. Yeah. So that that every other time they've tried to do it, God forbid you bring up George Clooney and um and Chris O'Donnell. Oh, that, Chris that's, O'Donnell. That's just a nightmare. Yeah, but uh, that that's basically the origin, and they made fun of it in Deadpool, not a um, DC property, but when Angel, that was her name. Um, played by God Gina Carano. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting there. I'm slow. Yep. But when Angel jumped off of the uh, now we oh, know the three points stance yeah, landing, yeah. Uh, superhero landing, superhero yeah. landing. That's what it, that's what it is. It's that uh, cliched pose that they've been forcing people into. And Wonder Woman did it right, which gives me hope that Justice League will do it right too. I especially like the Flash doing comedy in this one. DC Universe characters are funny. They're amusing to watch. You know, you go back to them because they give you hope. They amuse you. The stories entertain. And none of the ones up until before Wonder Woman have entertained, really. And the Dark Knight did that kind of like he really liked Batman and it was good acting and good story. It wasn't written to be entertaining. It was just written to be good. I think this one, especially with The Flash and with Jason Momoa's Aquaman having obviously a sense of humor and maybe knowing, yeah, you know, people yeah, can make fun of me, but I'm still the, the shoes, you know. Sorry? At what point in the trailer did he have a sense of humor? Uh well not in this one specifically he okay. made a couple yeah of, when like, he's like oh where these guys go and then he kind of zips yeah, off he, he kind of flashes yeah he it. made fun of Batman oh that was Flash yeah Flash Flash had the sense of humor yes he was pretty much like a a Spider Man he his, it's what I got from he's his the character was, was very much the new Spider Man yeah young guy excited to be there yeah. seemed like the same kind of character archetype written right there sort of just lifted directly from avengers spider-man yeah and that totally gives me hope for this one i'm oh, actually sorry, looking... civil war with the less charismatic yeah. actor sure <laughs> so i don't think i will probably be first in line to see this movie anyways, i have to be. but uh, I, mean, I know I, you I've i know to. you will be but let's move let's move on we've had enough <laughs> time on this okay all right this particular trailer um the x-men spinoff the gifted i believe we talked about this one before and i checked oh, this one out you don't like you're not a fan oh it it's so yawn all right, well, anyone who's unfamiliar, The Gifted is the story of, uh, I guess, some B and C team, uh, t- uh, tier X-Men characters, people that were members of X-Force, people that were members of X-Factor, you know, characters like Polaris, who the hell, uh, besides, like, you know, hardcore X-Men fan. These are folks that worked on teams with Strong Guy and Havoc. Strong Guy. Strong Guy. Okay, <laughs> strong Guy's okay. Out of man. name okay. guy. Uh, uh, Out of ideas, man. Strong Guy is if, like, Judge Doom <laughs> was a good guy and was really, really loaded on uh, on HGH. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but I like it. It's a story. It's a, um, it's a story in the X-Men universe that's not centered around the same emo BS and not uh, ham- forcing in Hugh Jackman for no reason, you know? I mean, you know, I, I, I like most movies could be better serviced with, like, trying to hammer in a little Hugh Jackman. To be fair, before uh, Dwayne Johnson took the title, he was, like, franchise Viagra. 
Yeah. You know, the X-Men franchise wouldn't have survived without Hugh Jackman. They knew it. That's why they forced him into every movie. Is it funny? Because now, like, I really did feel he was franchise bag. We were talking about The Rock. And now his movies, I think, suck. What? But anyway, that's, like, that's, one, that's neither here nor there. Like, no, that's he's... not true. He had more than that. Well, you didn't like, uh, I know you didn't like San Baywatch, Andre- but you didn't like... San Andreas. Okay, you know, you're right. I forgot about San Andreas, but that's two movies. Everyone forgot about San Andreas. I didn't like uh, Hercules. That that, like, that was hot garbage. Hercules was funny. That as was man. not his funny. Hercules and if anything hilarious. was funny and he had nothing to do with it, I can show you that. <laughs> wow. his, his movie career is essentially right now in the Arnold in Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop. Category that that's, he needs that's to, sort of where his, ca- his I, I don't know because right. he needs to have more boobs and kill people in, in his movies like actually like kill them so, <laughs> like like the Arnold phase when he was using yeah. people as human shields that's the phase he needs to go back the, uh, yeah. the total recall exactly. phase he's the total recall phase he needs his recall phase all right I think start working with directors and that not are actually the Scorpion talented. King phase right well, I think the Rocks right. actually escaped that with pain and gain because before that yeah. he was doing like the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Think, oh man. Yeah, I think it's the Fast and Furious franchise that saved both him and Vin Diesel. Kind of, but he's still going back to a lot of the no. kitty because he's having fun. I've noticed this. Stuff, he's at that yeah. point now where he's he makes the Hollywood money. You put the, you put Dwayne Johnson on any marquee, people will see it. Yeah. It's the Jason Momoa effect. Unless it's uh, Baywatch, because no one saw that. Well, I saw Baywatch. I like yeah, nobody else did. Though. I liked it despite acknowledging it's not a good movie. True. We're, we're getting off the point here. Hmm. Um. Very Sorry, off, The Rock. Very that was a little tangent. I'm yelling at The Rock. If you're, a, if you're a Marvel fan, I think you should definitely check it out. Mostly because it's Marvel appearing to take a chance. I think they've gotten comfortable enough with um, the success of Is the it Marvel, Avengers though? movies. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Fox. Well, it's I a mean, Fox-produced TV Sorry, show. it's Marvel characters and Marvel Universe stuff. Yeah. Not Marvel, not MCU. Not right. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. But it's still side stories of these characters. Where they did falter with Legion. Uh, they've had enough success with uh, Luke Cage, with Jessica Jones, with uh, Daredevil. You know those. We don't yeah. Talk about yeah. Those three are awesome. That, yeah. So that's given them enough clout, I think, to try more stuff with, uh, 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 you know, the the, the the more background characters and see where you can go with it. I Not think everything has to be the major um, Captain America uh, blockbuster. I think this was uh, Marvel giving Fox a bone because they got Spider-Man back. And this is one of those bones. Here, that, take that this crap exactly. property. Yeah. No one really wants. They, they got the big fish. They handed the Spider-Man franchise for video gaming. They gave that to Sony. Sony's producing. That's first party Sony. That's not coming out on an Xbox or PC or anything like that. So that's one part yeah, of the, the deal. I'm at the game where he had like the white on his chest. Yep, yep, that game. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people are excited for it. It looks what really game? good. There's yeah. a Spider-Man game that they're making for yep. uh, mm-hmm. PS4. Uh, and I think this is probably the, one of the other pieces to that deal. In order for Marvel to get back well, Spider-Man on the MCU, that's what it costs to get the uh, to get the Tom Holland integration integration into uh, Avengers, and then that Spider-Man movie was actually good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know because what? Marvel I'll, did it. I'll, I'll I'll give it to them. I'm still excited for this because if they can uh, uh, do that with a property that's been so deeply tainted by Fox, but this is this it's is, back this to Fox now, though. Yeah, but this now gives them something to uh, basically they know now. Look, okay, you screwed up. And it's not the material's fault; it's yours. So you know, yeah. step it up, and this might be the kick in the pants they need. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm just, going this one with this is Saved by the Bell with X Men. You know? Yeah, I, well, I'm, so I'm, I'm just I'm tired of gifted crossed. children. Tired of all the gifted children finding all this. I want some gifted old men. You want to call them? Cur- you know what? <laughs> I want like the gifted old men phase of like the Marvel you know Cinematic that, Universe. They did that, that in the comics, and it bombed so terribly. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's in, just uh, me. In Young you know, Justice, years I'm past ago. thirty now. I want some old men doing stuff to find like some fountain of youth and just beat people up. I'm, 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 I want they some. They may do it in one of the cartoon series. Mm. They were talking about bringing back the Young Justice. Like cartoon. Alan Arkin as a superhero. So you want, <laughs> you want Unbreakable like too. Yeah. What? Sure. No, that, that's what it sounds like he wants. He wants red. He wants red three. <laughs> no, or, uh, you want. Yeah, I'll take man, some of yeah, that. Young Justice had a uh, storyline where these old, old retired heroes came in and said, We don't like the way you're doing things. We're coming to take over. And it, it basically was Young Justice versus Dig This, Old Justice. <laughs> old right. Justice. You remember that movie back in the day, Justice? the old black exploitation movie? What is it called? Original, is it Original Gangsters. I remember that. You I remember that? That, that was. That was Quentin Tarantino promoted the hell out of that so much. It was way it he was, was one of the main reasons, though, right? No, no, was, he was, no black uh, original gangsters was in the nineties. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino was a fan. He's one of the reasons it got made in the first place. Yeah. That brought back the old original. Gangsters. Fred Williamson and Fred all those Williamson, guys. Pam yeah, still looking. But right. it, yeah, and it was good. Yeah. She's like, "This is how we used to do it in the old day," and like hitting him yeah. in the bat in the nuts and stuff. Like, well, I'm like uh, that uh, is something. Uh, I love. 
Yeah, uh, Richard Roundtree. Just, yeah, they were all in that movie. That was like sighted. a roundup of all those guys. That was like I got so fat. Yeah, see, that was that was the Expendables before the Expendables. You know what I mean? Uh, that was like the I'll, Black I'll, Expendables. I'll, I'll, give I'll, I'll give you that. The thing that <laughs> the ruined street... the original gangsters for me, though, however, do you remember the Jamie Foxx show? Yeah. Okay, you had Chris B. Duncan, the ultimate the, the dude who talked like this, you know, this stuff, very proper, very prim, mm. was the uh, was the hardcore gangster uh, antagonist <laughs> in original gangster. That's what ruined it for me. Yeah, this yeah. Dude there with the, with I, his, I guess like, I saw that one before, DJ so I didn't curve. I didn't do the connection afterwards. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it again like, Ugh. Johnny's over there like, what the hell? I, I talked like yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle as the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, when Dave yeah, Chappelle did white did. face, that was that yeah. guy from the Jamie Foxx show. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. Well, let me move on before I make a Frasier reference. <laughs> okay, so Marvel's Defenders. Well, I'll just staying on the Marvel tip real quick here. Ooh. Uh, Marvel's Defenders. This oh. is the, the project we've been waiting for that brings Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and unfortunately uh, the Iron Fist. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, Very okay. unfortunately. And also possibly the Punisher. Yeah. I remember they were teasing the Punisher in these uh, Comic-Con trailers. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing him. Do you? He, w- he wasn't in that trailer. Okay, yeah. He, they, they said he was. They, they said he would be, and he wasn't. But I know he's a part of that universe. Yeah, so I want to see him. I mean, him. he came out of the uh, Daredevil season two, so he's yeah. definitely in that. And I know one of the the character his like uh, on, uh, one of the Shane with Shane with more guns. One of the girls that in Daredevil, she's Electra. she's yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You mean um uh, Rosario Dawson's character? No. She's in all of them. Sorry, I'm. Rosario Dawson's character. She's she's in all of them. She's trying. She's to in all of them, but I'm talking about there's uh the oh, one that Miss, works Misty for Knight. him. Yeah, Missy, the, the chick with the fro. I don't know. Oh, no, the, the assistant. The, yes, the assistant. Yeah, yeah the, the one he saves at the beginning. Assistant. She's in the new Punisher. She's going to be a major character in it. Wait, wait. The only lawyer assistant I can think of now is, um, ah, damn it, Trinity from uh, Jessica Jones. No. She was the lawyer there. No, the Not one her. from Daredevil, the one he kisses, you know what I mean? Uh, and we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have, I'll, you'll have to yeah. show me a picture, because I'm drawing a blank right now. I thought you were talking about Rosario. She Dawson, wasn't that captivating, but yeah. All series, and uh, Missy Knight, who does uh, uh, interject in a couple. But Marvel's Defenders, dude, okay, that right there, that exchange we had, is because we've seen all these shows individually. Yeah, and, yeah. and they've I'm, got in slightly worse as time goes on. I think Daredevil started out great. I think Jessica Jones and and then then Daredevil, then all that stuff. I thought that was great. I think it just started losing steam, especially towards Iron Fist when it was just like, this is really not Well, I think Iron Fist is their one miss. That was a huge miss. You're right. Luke Cage had an issue where they killed probably uh, one of the best uh, bad guys that they had, right? They did, right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah right in the middle. It was, like, a huge mistake. And then they introduced, like, a, I don't know, kind of a yeah, joke a of a sub bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely bad. killed I, I, the best character and then well, I like made that. a worse one. I did not get that Way movie. Worse. You're right. I, I, I like, I like that, they Oscar. That, that shows me, at the very least, that the show's not afraid to take chances, and the show's not. Afraid they didn't to be know different. he was going to win an Oscar in a few months. Is exactly <laughs> yeah. what happened. I guarantee that. So they're like, "Oh my God, that guy won an Oscar." They saw him that night. They're like, "What?" Uh, the well, keep in mind though, do? it's comics, so because they did that, maybe he somehow comes back from the dead. No one back from the dead in comics. They yeah. should because he was awesome. They yeah. should, uh, but I mean, it then, seems like uh, that was only that was only limited to to like metahumans, to superhero characters, to mutants. Yeah. Yet then suddenly, uh, just, uh, people, like Electra's come back from the dead. I just picture them the watching Moonlight and going like, "God damn, what did we do?" <laughs> Jesus, this is good. And then uh, <laughs> Jessica Jones had an issue where it went on too long. They padded the hell out of that series. Yeah, that one was... did. I did notice that. That's true. Yeah. They also made but me they had Doctor Who is uh, a bad guy. They, so they need to have... Room, dude, I loved him so much, and then... He was perfect. To, to do the Defenders right, they need to kill off the Iron Fist character on, like, episode one no, or two. Not, not <laughs> they need to, they need to do the, the writing and the choreography in Daredevil. And sort of yes. center most of that in there, and you know, uh, share the screen with uh, Jessica Jones and uh, Luke Cage and Daredevil. Make sure that all three characters have all their moments to shine, but use the writers of Daredevil. It has to be Daredevil style. Yeah. That has to be. Right. That's what made the whole thing work. I, uh, I, I'm with you there. All right, well, um, here's what's gonna go down. And, and the bad guy, from but they can't Luke kill Cage. off Iron Fist because they just. Uh, okay. That's well, coming out with a new season as well. Diamondback. They're not gonna. Okay, here's what's gonna happen. They're not gonna do that because Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, Daredevil, are still like huge sellers. Yep. And with the uh, with the with the teasing of the Punisher, of possible Punisher appearance at least, like that's 
they are golden, even with Iron Fist in the mix. They'll pro- they'll make him the tech guy. Okay? They- He'll stay in the van. But what they can do, and this might make you happy, is in the comics there's the Defenders, those guys, and when they're too tied up, there's the Secret Defenders. Now, because um, Doctor Strange had a good movie, and a, uh, had, well, had, 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 a, had a good movie showing. Sure. And Deadpool, through the sheer force of will of uh, Ryan Reynolds, not only had a good movie, but is getting a sequel. Yeah. The Secret Defenders, made up of Doctor Strange and Deadpool, Namor, and I forget who, who the other one is, um, made up the Secret Defenders. Man, Doctor Strange is bad. Do an offshoot. And you may get the, your your dream Defenders team, Sans Iron Fist, in cinematic form, or at the very least in like a Netflix type movie form, because those characters exist now in the cinematic universe, and they've proven that they can sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Marvel's Defenders, I think I'm the only one jazzed for it. But then uh, again, I'm, all, no, I'm, 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 I'm definitely yeah, there. I'm, I'm just, just, just sat yeah. here and said how much. I just said it got worse. I didn't say I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah. I'm saying I'm just stating the facts of uh, of what they've already put out. I didn't mean I'm not excited about right. new stuff. All I've obviously watched every single series. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm uh, I'm not you know a little bit apprehensive thinking. Okay, so it's Adam Willis be perfect, said he's but... not looking forward to Iron Fist on screen. <laughs> I have no idea. The success of the first three yeah. was mainly on. The, their focus on having a really good bad guy on all three of them, mm-hmm. except for Luke Cage when they killed off the bad guy. But you know, other than that, all three of them had fantastic bad guys, and that's what really drove the the whole thing. Just having a really good villain. So they need to do that. They need to have a really good villain for this in order for it to work. All right. No, I I I, I agree. I think though that them killing off Cottonmouth and then introducing Diamondback wasn't um uh wasn't necessarily a bad thing because the and and it's 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 rare because Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, they're part of uh, Heroes for Hire. Same yeah. thing with Iron Fist. But those characters exist in that universe as Heroes for Hire. Uh, they introduced Misty Knight, and I forget the other woman, but they took over uh, for Luke Cage and Iron Fist once they left Heroes for Hire for other things. Basically, all these characters they are there and exist in the form that they do in the comics, where they take on villains like a villain of the week type thing. You know, um, so they're not limited to just the villains from those shows. Like next week, that. see the Iron Fist take on Fox Mulder from the well, X Files. Well, no, look at it this way: like, dude, <laughs> one day it's like those cats versus the Juggernaut makes an appearance. That'd be uh, cool. You know, for like three, for like three episodes and things, and then you're not limited to them. So Juggernaut fades away, but now Scorpion and freaking you know Sandman are, are you know tearing up downtown, you know uh, New York. They don't have to be major villains. They're not like um, they don't have to be made hot stuff like they were in the Fox movies. But they can exist in this world, and they can deal with these characters, and they can change it up. You know, yep. we finally get that anthology show that everyone's like, it's comics, do this. You've got literally hundreds of characters, thousands of characters to work with, and you all just, like, nickel and dime these chosen few. Mm. This could be the vehicle, I'm hoping. I know it's a far reach, but this is the one that fin- finally uh, makes it possible. Yeah. yeah. I-, I guess there's also one slight concern that because we're getting this, yeah, we're not get, getting get the season three. It's okay. Uh, we're not getting a season three of Daredevil. We're not getting a season two of Jessica Jones. We're not getting a season two of. Luke I'm okay with that. If, they do, if, they, if the show's little, good, little I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, because I would feel they'd be forcing it if they did that for each one. Yeah. Who knows, man? All right. Well, what else we got? We got Thor Ragnarok uh, too. We I have to, touch um, Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll close out with Marvel with uh, this because I do want to talk about Star Trek Discovery at least briefly. Yeah, you have to because that's your that's your bread and butter, Hell, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not dude, even gonna say anything. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say right. anything. Oh, about it, though. all right, fine. You know what? Maybe I'll save that. Until Mixed Macabre is back on I'm, the show. I'm the only other one with it. taste. <laughs> I, I hate Star Trek. What? See? I hate Star Trek. And I this... watch you on oh, this show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In good faith. Hold on. This trailer. You want dismissed? The trailer made me do a 360. Right. Uh, okay. Or 180. Sorry, 180. Not a 360. <laughs> okay. Right. It's, it's like, you know what? I still hate it. But I'm... Okay, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah, explain. Man. I can Bring break it these cops. looked... Sorry. It looked ama- <laughs> it looked like Mass Effect the TV Adam, series. Don't, don't encourage this. That's what it looked like Mass Effect the TV series. Yeah, dude, it looked I, amazing. I'm loving that. Yeah. This is it's it's Star Trek, but it's another evolution. Like um, Star evolution Trek Enterprise, everyone geek. thought had had promise because that's what they thought it was gonna be, you know. And it was a letdown because they mired it in a lot of politics and BS from before the first series that existed, partially in the novelizations, partially in you know, pretty much like the, the, the minds of the lunatics that were paid to make this mess. And I think this one is finally uh, the studio is paying attention to what's been working in sci-fi 
and still yeah. giving uh you know uh, uh, credence to the evolution if you will of um of of starfleet and the star trek universe the fans have wanted to see for a long time and with i guess the popularity of the christopher pine movies you know yep. made by mm, I, I saw the most this, recent one yeah, yeah this introduced reintroduced star trek to a new generation that's not uh only familiar with it as that thing those nerds like that boring thing that those nerds like. Uh, no, uh, no. There's different versions. There's several different Star Trek shows and different types of shows. Oh, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's like you see one, it's like it's boring. That automatically becomes your interpretation of Star Trek. I, I've seen it, multiple it, episodes like, from multiple different. Look, okay, look at consider it this way. It's like if you're a fan of, if you're not a fan of Metallica, uh, but you like. How is that a thing? Okay, listen. Sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you like if you like hardcore pure pure metal metal, and you only heard Metallica, um, Saint Anger, you know, to you okay. that's just Metallica. That's actually you have right. no idea. Like Ride the Lightning was like you know pure raw metal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's that's a really good analogy. Yeah. That's actually yeah. a really apt analogy, Pat. Yeah, that, like, I'm good well for done. one every 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 10 <laughs> every 12, like twelve every episodes. 10 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been three months. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying so that's the interpretation of Star Trek right. for most people. So it's like they saw one, they didn't like it, they had no idea that it's really like you know seven or eight different types of shows. Right, but this trailer yeah. portrays something that's far different from anything that have I've seen Star this Trek. This is a do. departure. True. It was emotional. Like the characters actually had like emotion, emotional reactions to things, and they were actually like very animate. And circumstances looked dire. It was it Planets looked like explode and people die, and most of the time there's like ah, just another day at the okay. office. No, I'm not in shock or anything. Well, <laughs> it's 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 military, right? You know, you join sure, the military, but, people on. die, and you're you're. It doesn't mean you have to be so cold to it. Like it's just like, oh, I signed up for the military. Someone's dead in front of me. No problem. I'm in the military. It's very inhuman not to at least feel something. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Um, that's well. Okay. Okay. No, that that's a good reaction though, Johnny. You're someone who's not a fan, so you're not tied to nostalgia. No, not at all. I myself am a big Star Trek fan, so my interpretation might be accused of such things when I say, "Dude, I love it. I thought it was great." Yeah, and and I love sci-fi. And I don't like Star Trek, but this I am going to watch. At least I'm definitely going to give it a fair shake. Mm-hmm. If it turns into the stuff of Star Trek that I don't like, then <laughs> I'll probably turn it off. But fair, right now, fair. I'm in. I am in. Well, that right. seems like an, an easy thing. If if it's good, I'll let, yeah, I'll watch it. If it's bad, I'm, I'm going to turn that shit you, off. You know what he means. Though, <laughs> I dude. do. I, I'm, like, I'm exactly with him. Yeah, a legit effort has to be made. They I'm can't surprised just you like so many of these because my experience with people that are like uh, their their taste yeah. is deeply soaked in a lot of nostalgia, usually more resentful towards new projects. Yeah, I'm surprised too, but I'm looking towards the future. With I'm saying it's a good you know? thing. Cause it, I'm it, glad you like it because I know how it is important to you. I'm, I'm glad you there's something well, out there like that you keeps you interested. Don't care about any of this stuff. Man. I it doesn't mean I don't I wish I, I wish you well with it, man. I really hope you do enjoy it. I'm not. I'm saying I probably won't, but good good on you, dude. Okay, pause right there. Let's get to the last one real quick, and then we'll jump into the reviews because we're running a little long. You're gonna tell me you didn't like that Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I didn't trailer? like Thor at all, but I like this trailer a lot, and this movie looks actually good. Okay, then does this movie make you? Um, this makes me tra- want to see it. Yeah. Okay. So you're <laughs> that's the best as I can do. Yeah, because it has story. Bruce Banner in it a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. and that's what I really want to see. Because Thor by himself is kind of boring. Even Thor him like rounding been... up his old fogies to go play war and stuff like that—that's yeah. boring. I don't think there's a lot of like character in those characters. Um, so having his like good buddy, it's like a buddy movie kind of seemed like <laughs> did, with, yeah. with, the, with the Hulk. I thought that was the best way to do it to kind of make it more interesting, to make it more fun. And, and that's exactly how, uh, what I got out of that. And plus it has, uh, what's his name in it? Um, who's uh, the actor? Which one? The, in, what do you play? Uh, from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff oh, Goldblum. Yeah. Oh, okay, too. yes. Gold, so, Jeff Goldblum. Well, how are you not going to watch this movie? <laughs> you know what Man, I mean? Like a, a buddy, a buddy he movie a with on, Thor and the Hulk, well, and then you got Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I want him with a shirt off. He, that's <laughs> you the only with a shirt way. Off, guy. That's the <laughs> only way he has in to be. In 2017, yeah. you want saggy. Uh, septuagenarian. No, no, uh, it does have to be saggy. They could see G. Is he's mean, not saggy, but he's 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 older. This isn't this isn't uh this just isn't, need the mug CG everything else. You want to see Doctor Ian Malcolm laid out all you know <laughs> suave open leather jacket yeah uh, like in Jurassic Park. No, I'm, I'm not saying I want that. I'm saying that's the only way he should be portrayed. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff Goldblum is in this movie as the games master. Mark Ruffalo makes uh well reappears as the Hulk who we haven't seen in a little while, and uh, Chris Helms Hemsworth uh, cuts his comes hair back at. 
Yeah, I'm like I'm liking the look too. I'm I, I, like I, a more like uh, he, he had the long hair. He had, he had long like a more hair. This, is, yeah. this is the more um they the more gritty it. bearded. It's a more GQ uh, Thor for sure. Maybe maybe <laughs> this is this is the more uh, grizzled like handsome old man type thing they're going for because he's still got to be like a pretty boy kind of. He's the, they they got to still get the ladies in the in the in the uh, in the C tier. Yeah, but... I say the ladies. That sounds very sexist. I know several gay men who are all over this. Category, <laughs> that makes it sound better. But no, what I'm what I'm getting at is it's got that appeal. And I will um, say this to you: it's not meant to change your opinion or anything. All I'll say is I've never found the MCU Thor boring, because from reading the comics and the cartoons, I've seen Thor be a lot more boring. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's not. Yeah. Compared really. to those, and and, and he's that, not boring that, here, but that, he's more that, boring that somewhere else. speech and the and the script and all that and the weirdo space colors and stuff. If you're if you're sober, that is very it is phrase, dull though. as well, dirt. They actually that is very they phrase. have some of that space color stuff in in the opening and closing to in this. Movies? Yeah, in, in this trailer, yeah, and that and, I liked. And the city itself, it was very vibrant. It, lo it looks really good. The CG work mm -hmm. and the artwork in there, it looks really good. I'm with Adam, Thor. Not that interesting of a character. Uh, Hulk, not that interesting character. Them two together, very interesting yeah, interaction. That's yeah. actually I'm that by looks that fun. Too. It looks like a it looks like a um a a more fun take. Like they're doing something interesting with these characters that will entertain the audiences more than just um yeah. trying to get them interested in the stories. Because to be honest, the Hulk story is always depressing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's see, like yeah. it's like he can never go anywhere. He can never have any friends, never have any family, never find love, never find happiness because the so second kind of you know, giving he, him a friend is really cool that you can't kill. You know, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. It's like you're giving him this god that he can't like you can just throw through a wall and he's yeah. not gonna die. You know what I mean? So it's 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 it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? And, Good banter in the trailer too. Yeah. It looks like a fun story. Well, not a fun story. They're talking about the destruction it looks, and death of everybody of a planet again. Other than the team up, it looks the setup of the story just looks like oh, I've seen that. Done before a thousand the, times. That's the, the assembly that's of a team. The there's this bad to. guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you two. We like we're team. taking over this planet. You're dead. It yeah. looks like they're trying Damn to make Loki hero badass. Did anyone else get that? Mm -hmm. Uh, mm. there wasn't enough Loki. You want, okay, you want to see more Loki? There's Loki, well, Loki, Loki, Loki. Loki, Loki. <laughs> all, all they did was it looked like just a tease of Loki without indicating what his importance is going to be in the story. Mm -hmm. And you can't just show Loki and and just be like. Well, they gave That's him gaps, a, man. This dude, uh, he had like that, uh, that Asgardian plasma um, gap. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. That was silly. They uh, don't, they don't need guns. They, they need, should they have them, guns, though. Like, they don't need guns. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they stripped him of his powers and now. He's that's how I felt when they gave Van Dam a gun and like hard target. I was like, dude, he can just kick well, those that, guys that, in the face. Then he started that's shooting that's everybody. Like I was like, a, hard target. That's like giving really a tiger good. a chainsaw. I know, but I had a problem you know, with it at first. I was like, he doesn't need guns. And I'm like, he's kind of cool with guns. He's always packing too. And anytime, whenever he's ready. He can, uh, he can, he can, uh, spin kick a, uh, a Bowie knife into someone's chest. Yeah, I, how did he how blow he that down. guy up at the end of Hard Target? He, he drops a grenade in his pants and headbutts him. <laughs> and then he blows up. <laughs> like, that's the greatest death ever. Certain, oh, it's certain, so certain, perfect. Certain Those movies, ever, like, uh, that was John Woo's first in America, right? He brought him over. Uh, let's see John Woo take on... No, <laughs> John Woo's Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> That's something I should see. Just no, dubs. Well, the last one was Thor Ragnarok. Dude, I'm excited for it. Sounds like you guys are at least willing to give it a chance despite not liking Thor. I mean, I, I, like oh. I said, I I don't... It's not I dislike him. He's just... It, those are the weakest movies of the, the individual uh, Marvel movies. But anyway, so yeah, we've spent That's enough time on this When it stuff. hits yep. Netflix. Yeah. Um, if anyone uh, has anything to say on these or you want to jump in, we're on Twitch now. Hit us up on the chat or hit us a, uh, shoot us an email at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. All right. Now, dude, I got to read a comic called Shaolin Cowboy. Sounds a little strange. No. Um, no, Shaolin Cowboy. Is that a hey, dude? Uh, that was a intro? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have many cowboy references. Yippee, dude, so to... Yippee. No. <laughs> you do that voice so I good. Anyways. I'm, I'm a child. Yeah. That's um, it's Shaolin Cowboy. It's a uh, book. Oh, excuse me. It's the return of the Shaolin Cowboy. This one's called Who'll Stop the Rain? Rain spelled R-E-G-I-N. If anyone wants to check it out, I actually do recommend this. It's Blame an interesting book. This, <laughs> this is The Return of the Shaolin Cowboy, because this is actually an older comic. Um, Not older, older. We're talking older from like 2002, you know. Mm -hmm. But this is a, a uh, book that was independently released several years ago. It's been recently picked up uh, by um, Dark Horse Comics. And this isn't a re-release. This is actually a new story with the characters. And the best way I can describe this is... 
if um okay if if Mike Judge hmm. tried to write oh no if Frank Miller tried to write Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> that that's that's or no, oh, wow. no I got it. okay if I'm trying Mike, to wrap if, my head around that yeah for a if, if Mike Judge tried to write a really long episode of Kung Fu <laughs> which would be Kung actually King. fascinating those yeah. are two great mashups right there well it's very it's very weird man the the dialogue is very uh is very like early Beavis and Butthead style you know yeah. all these characters have uh have uh, insights for no reason just and simple then and like dumbest, pointing weirdest. to the idiocy of everyone yeah. exactly and you can definitely because it actually it when... talks like people talk <laughs> no, it just talks dumb. like exaggerated <laughs> versions of how people talk. Like everyone's talking about their i iPhone. I, I smell like pirate. Uh, yeah. Or uh, or their uh, or the, or their I'm hung seven phone. You know, uh, weird weird stuff like that. You know, okay. there's okay. there's sentient animals. There's like a whole uh, uh, animal farm vibe going on there. And I wanted to say it, there was no allegories to Stalin, so it wasn't directly in that vein. But the story is quirky, and the whole thing is you think. It's going to be stories about this badass Shaolin monk cowboy who does stuff. And no, he's just, he's literally that. He's a Shaolin cowboy. And he's got <laughs> these skills. He's very, uh. In the he, very, he, the most literal sense of the word, huh? Literal sense of the word. He's the Lives cowboy. He's Shaolin who, and he works at a music no, no, well, no, no. He, he <laughs> yeah, like yeah. travels middle America, but I mean, dude, he does karate. He knows like these mystical arts and he uses them occasionally. He doesn't say much. And most of the book, most of the books, uh, it's a four issue, uh, a limited run and will possibly be picked up afterwards. I have no uh, actual word on that just yet. But uh, more of the story comes from the people slash animals inter- that he interacts with. There's underground um, uh, underground communities of like dogs who talk to each other and pigs and ca- and crabs and things. The enemies are people that are being controlled like parasites by uh like crabs and 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 it, it's weird man. that's it's really freaking, weird yeah. like that's the whole uh frank miller um big trouble in little china thing because it's peculiar all Everything, of a sudden like weird things start talking and getting yeah. bigger and yeah know. the animal farm thing was kind of cool too i mentioned that specifically because there's one storyline where uh one of the uh one storyline one part of this book and it's not a spoiler it's just a quirky you know uh, a facet of the story where the pig's describing its past you know and here's where i came from you know and I was raised under a kingdom by this great king who, when we came of age, would send us off to another to another part of the land where we would fulfill our destiny and become, you know, uh, heroes or, uh, or or doctors and or, or you know actors, sports stars, etc. And when he finds out that when they become of age, they are just sent wherever else in the back of a truck, and then he visits this land one day and it's actually a butcher shop. He's a pig. It's, yeah, you know, it's like it's so good. It, yeah, it's stuff uh, like that just being being realized by the antagonist, and this is their motivation. You know, this it's kind of cool. There's like, <laughs> yeah, there's like nuns with like breasts out to here. It, it's it's whacked up stuff. I actually recommend this dude because it was freaking entertaining. It sounds trippy. Yeah, it, it it's out there, and I expected none of this. I expected like a kind of like a straight kung fu story you know he just happens to be a cowboy who studied with kind of like you know, afro uh, samurai type yeah. yeah you know he's got he's on like this noble mission and it's gonna be serious but it's gonna be like battle pope where this is just his weird take on all of this i like the big trouble little t- china reference there yeah like, it was, that sounds pretty much it you know no, I mean? it was out there dude but you know what as far as indie comics go i, w- I wish more of them were like this you know it's real wish, weird, real kind well, of not necessarily out of weird the per se, field. but unique. You know, this is a book that really took chances, and the fact that it started off as an independent title, you can really see that effect. Where this is definitely a story that was created without the influence of any focus groups. We need to sell this to audiences. It needs to be safe for kids, or you know, it needs to have <laughs> yeah, an appeal so we can market any, toys. Any regard for anyone? Yeah, this uh, is just taste. this dude wanted to tell the story. He he told the story. And then told it again once he got a little more money, and then it was picked up by Dark Horse, and now they're letting him tell this the, the continuation of this story. It's called Shaolin Cowboy. Remember that Shaolin Cowboy. This latest take, uh, just out now. Finished the four issue run. Uh, all four issues are available on like Comicsology or at your local comic shop. Check it out. Shaolin Cowboy. Who'll stop the rain? So it's interesting as a as a as a book, not just because it's 
you haven't seen anything like it before. It actually stands on its own, though, as definitely. As definitely. The artwork property. is okay. Going back to Frank Miller, the artwork is very disjointed. Has some takes that are realistic, has some takes that aren't. That's but my I think problem it's with a little Frank bit Miller of stuff. I can't. It's it's yeah. So a little too creases and faces. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you check, want to check this book out, uh, or want to talk to us about it, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail .com, or hit us up on the Twitch channel, which I forgot to give the URLs. It's twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. If you didn't check out our social media, that's where you can actually. Okay, so, dude, Johnny, Yo. you've been crazy, crazy oh, yeah. about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. And I don't know what compelled me, what possessed me to actually get You didn't bring this with you today? For this mess. No, I didn't bring it with you. No, we'd like to actually about. be focused on the show instead of playing <laughs> while yeah. we're playing. <laughs> but no, okay, so give us the lowdown on the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC. Yeah, so, uh... Zelda, uh, Nintendo announced, uh, you know, a month ahead of time or, or a couple weeks ahead of time. They're coming out with DLC. It's basically just one set of DLC. You ha you can't buy it uh, compartmentalized. So you can't buy one piece versus another piece. So it's one big chunk, but they split it into two different pieces. So this is the first half of that DLC, and the second half comes out at the end of the year. Uh, this half comes with uh, a bunch of extra sort of pieces of armor uh, and outfits that you can wear. Some of them have uh, fairly big changes to uh, their own set of like little gameplay mechanic changes. Uh, one of which is like this mask that you can wear that can help you find these little Koroks that are speckled about the world, uh, which is super, super useful. Uh, but the main stars of the show for this DLC is the hard mode, uh, which is the Master Trials or Master Mode. I think it's called Master Mode. Uh, and the Master Mold? The master mode and uh, the other bit, uh, which is the one that most people uh, tried out, because I'm gonna say this: master mode is no joke. It's hard, and I played through just about all of the game in master. So not only did I beat the game, uh, when this DLC came out, it uh, it caused me. I wasn't expecting this, but I ended up beating the game again, almost beating it again with a raging boner yeah, on this hard it. on this hard mode which is master mode and they do <laughs> the some interesting mode. things that forces you to play differently you to master old mode. Yeah. They, right. they do some very key uh changes uh, the big one is that enemies regenerate health not only are enemies harder in the master mode but they regenerate health because they regenerate health the cheesy tactics you could do when you first play through uh, uh breath of the wild you can no longer do you can no longer sit by and just volley a bunch of arrows into the enemy and be okay with it eventually they're going to if you don't hit them after a certain period of time they will eventually regain start regening their health so you have to be very active on going at them they also change up some of the enemy positions and they add in like these floating platforms that have treasure so it gives you incentive but it's really hard to reach and there's hard enemies on those floating platforms so a bunch of cool changes the well, other part core modes aren't yeah. really anything new like, this is... Well, first of all, how, how much time did you spend mastering your mode? Oh, I probably dumped, like, 30 hours or more. Okay, Jesus. so it's, it's legit. It's not just, like, a, a quick five-hour, you, you know, check at the end of Well, that. You're, you're basically playing the whole game again, but in a different way because of these changes. And it was still fun, even though you're doing the same stuff. Well, when you're playing one of the best games of all time... Here it comes. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun if you're playing it again... With no changes That's at all. That's what makes it. That's what makes the greatest it game. One of the greatest, the greatest yeah. of all time. Uh, the other, the other part of the DLC, which uh, is more available for everyone, is uh, you go through these sets of trials, and it's like uh, there's this one part of the game where they take away all your gear and all your weapons. Oh, what the hell? They strip you down to just your boxers, and they and they have you sort of survive on this this island, this uh, little tropical island. Yeah you know, trying to figure out how to salvage whatever food you can, fight the enemies that are on there, take their weapons, and sort of build up in order to solve that. They basically took that mechanic and put it into this big, elaborate, combat-slash-puzzle-based uh, set of trials. And you go through these trials with nothing, and you have to sort of work with what the they are giving you. BS is this. Uh, you have to work with what they give you, weapons, and you have to be very... Uh, concise with your use of resources because uh, you have very limited ways to heal yourself and you have very limited weapons to sort of use as you're going through it. So it's really hard and playing it on master mode is ridiculous. I haven't beat it yet because master mode is that hard. 
But as you go through, it's really good. It's definitely worth the first half. Uh, if it were sort of, if you divide the price of the DLC, twenty bucks for the whole thing. If this was just ten bucks, it would, it would be worth it for that ten bucks just from what's in there. Um, but it's not going to be like some of the best DLC I've ever played in, in a game. But it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. The next half uh, hasn't come out yet, and that will potentially be really good. Don't know yet. All right. All right. Then I mean, it could I'm, suck. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you the benefit of that on this one because I know how, how much you've been salivating over this game since day one. Um, I will say, though, that from what it sounds, from, from the sound of it, um, this master mode is equivalent to hardcore mode and uh, some other games. And my only experience with it has been in games. Fallout games specifically, but obviously yeah. style games. New where, Vegas, yeah. Oh, I hate there. Okay, there's I love a DLC it. there where um, it's the um, oh that well, there's a well there's there's a DLC, DLC where yeah, yeah there's one where you're taken to this other land and they remove all of the all the hard earned uh, upgrades, weapons, um, armor, health, bonuses, uh, buffs, anything. That you've yep. earned throughout God knows how much time in this game, and then start you back at square one with absolutely nothing. And see, like, like I, I've, I've paid my dues, you know. Let me enjoy. Let me at least use the stuff I've, 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 I've acquired to survive. Okay. So it's, it's not like the, it's, it's more uh, easy to jump in, right? Mm -hmm. And if you die, you're bumped out of the trials, and you have to start all over again. Oh, so it's easy to go in, go out. And you can go, they do have checkpoints in there, yeah. but you have to reach the checkpoint. Once you hit the checkpoint, boom, you're done with that chunk of levels, and then you can proceed to the next set of chunk. And that each chunk is the challenge, but the, the part of losing your belongings, what you aren't losing is you aren't losing progress like how many hearts you have. So you're not losing that. You're not losing your sort of rune power-ups. You take that with you, but when it comes to gear, armor, uh, and sort of resources, like food and whatnot, uh, you do lose that, but you're gaining it as you go. And that, that is part of the challenge. And I know Fallout did it in, the, in their way, but the way they did it in the Zelda game, it's fun. It's really, really fun. It was fun during the that little island, uh, Eventide Island, and it's even more fun uh, through these trials. Okay, so I'll take your word for it. So I'm, I'm guessing thumbs up? Oh yeah, thumbs up. All right. All you mean right. for the greatest game? The, uh, of all time? Yeah, the yeah. greatest game of all time. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, just trying to give you the thumbs up is the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC available now. Part one available now. Yep. I'm waiting available for Zelda right Breath now, of the Intoxicated. <laughs> Zelda Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you have anything to say about that, check us out on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. I want to see someone debate you on. All right. So I'm going to kick Later. it over to uh, Black Adam Willis. Uh, or Okja. Okja. I finally said it right? Uh, I, I'm sure. All right, later on, I've been pronouncing it, so I don't know if I'm right. But this is a, yeah, a movie that is on Netflix now. Um, it was came out a few weeks ago. They bought the rights for it. I know it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival in France uh, earlier this year, and uh, everyone was kind of talking about it then. Um, it's just from Bong Joon-ho, who did Snowpiercer. Uh, oh, okay. He also did the movie Mother. He also did uh, Memories of Murder. Um and what else? The other one is a big one, The Host, which is that monster movie. Yeah, which okay, is so really, really movie, great. There's a scene, at least one scene of like them mutilating an mutilating mutilating an animal. This is exactly what this movie is about, animal. more or less. Uh, this movie is kind of uh, it's this lovable take on like kind of these character. This it basically it's Okja is the name of this pig, and it's raised for ten years by this young South Korean woman in Korea. That makes from um, so spider that, who writes things in her web. Yeah, so it's, it's these these. Oh, that was funny. It was. Yeah. There's these t genetically modified pigs that they're making is, and that they found, and they have 10 of them, and they put them at 10 different farms across the, the globe, and they raise them for 10 years, and then they're going to the crown who's the best pig, and then they're going to do this big thing for this uh, corporation called the Miranda Corporation, and then that's, they're going to slaughter all these pigs, and that's going to be food, essentially. And they win a contest, and they still just... Go to, the, go to the slaughterhouse. Right. Basically, they're selling uh, the world on this new uh, type of food, this new thing that's going to leave a small footprint on the environment, and they're like good-looking pets, and they're also very tasty. 
it's this weird thing. It's just like, oh, you know, love these animals, but also we're slaughtering them at mass numbers, and it's pretty horrific the conditions we're doing it in. You might be the only one that misses Dilbert, where uh, there was one episode where they found a way to grow meat. Beef See, that's pants. that's that's the dream, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the reality is there's all these people, and they don't care what they eat as long as it's cheap. And there's a certain way to do it, and there's these ruthless people at the, uh, the large food industrial complex that are, are just operating on dollar bills all. Now, correct me. Now, this movie was not made by Michael Moore. No, no, no. Okay. See, the, um, the – it sounds pretty awful, like some of the conditions towards the end of the movie are started seeing a little horrific, but the, the movie is mostly about this little girl who's lived with this thing, this uh, her pet Okja, this pig, for 10 years on this giant you know, uh, mountainside farm that she has in, in, in South Korea. And so we first see her with this pig, now full-grown, um, standing there in the water playing with each other and their best friends. That's like all she knows. Her, her and this pig are like together. And the, basically that pig was named the best pig of the 10 that were grown, and they take her away to New York, and she follows it to New York to get her pig back. Because uh, she knows that's her best friend, and she wasn't. Okja, she was big city. She, yeah, it's, that's what it is. And on the way there, we 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 see uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character as the guy is supposed to be like the 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 head, you know, food guy that you know with all these pets. Uh, Tilda Swinton is the head of the Miranda Corporation. Why is she always in this dude's movies? Because she's good. He wants the best. And then there's also uh, Paul Dano, who plays the head of an animal rights organization that's also working to steal Okja back. And Wait, where do I know him from? I know that name, Paul Dano. Was he was he on a TV show? No, he's in. He was in that movie about the Beach Boys guy. He was in. You know who he, Paul Dano is? I'm gonna show right. you a picture. I'll, right I'll now. find it after the show. Anyway, he's in this and he's great. Um. Yeah, a lot of the acting is, is is very, very, very good, and just the, incorporating this pig, and this is like really the um, the best part about it. You know, this this animated pig into the middle of this, it looks so seamless in this story, and it's it's like so much character, and it's like you really feel for this thing. And so at the end, you see these slaughterhouses, and just people like it's just it kind of tugs at you a little bit. It's kind of like you know, Babe. A little bit. You know what I mean? You're just like you want this one pig that you followed the whole time to basically somebody looking at it and being like, oh, okay, we're going to save you. Okay, okay. Um, an R-rated babe. It's an R-rated babe with a lot more to say, I think, probably, uh, about uh, you know everyone's part in, in in this you know everyone has a fight in this uh in this thing we call like you know the food industry you know what i mean it's like where you stand on that and then what are your morals even beyond that and how to fulfill you know what i mean what you think is right okay. so there's and, there's and still not made by michael moore and still not made or, by michael or al gore as the pig maybe sorry uh, <laughs> al wow. gore I'm just uh, saying he's a big guy. I, no, I, I don't I, like I, Michael I Moore. Um, but this is, yeah, the very, very interesting movie. Uh, very well acted. Tilda Swinton's fantastic. Jake Gyllenhaal's got this, like, really nasally high-pitched geeky voice that he plays against type, um, which was great. Because um, he's normally very deep, and very white-esque. Yes. And the and, and the basically, like I said, the, uh, the, pa uh, the pig in the... Hole. The pig and the little girl, the the bread and butter of this movie, they, they're just so fantastic together. So this is definitely worth watching. It's already out on Netflix now, so you can probably watch it while you're still watching our show. All right. well, no, 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 no. Wait till after the show. Uh -huh. Okja. Okja. O-K-J-A. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to take a couple quick minutes and, uh, and uh, close out because we are almost out of time. I'm going to – dude, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Dunkirk, my – Blew my freaking mind. They done yes. kirked it up. Oh, stop. stop. You stopped it right yep. stopped the Playing right. at 70 millimeter at the Coolidge, too. Yeah, folks. Dunkirk, the story. Now, apparently this is a major, major story if you if you were raised in the UK. We here as, uh, as Americans aren't really familiar with uh, just the, the uh, impact. We get World War II movies, impact. yeah. We, we do, but this is pretty much, um, if you're in Texas, the Alamo. If right. you're in the UK, it's Dunkirk. Like that's the importance of this one event. It's uh, the English 300. I have no idea how to take that. No, just don't. Um, but no, no. It's essentially, like this is the story of. Uh, if anyone doesn't know Dunkirk, the story of uh, Dunkirk was. Uh, at, it was in 1940 at the um, at uh, one of the hot, one of the highest points slash lowest points for the uh, UK army in uh, World War Two was the uh, the Axis. Axis powers had them stranded on the beach, and they could see home. They could 
see the UK, and they had no way of getting there. Uh, the mole was their uh, was the port that all the ships came through, and they were picking up soldiers and wounded and all that, and taking them basically to safety, letting them retreat, and they had no way off. The mole was pretty much destroyed, and they were stuck, and everything was tense. Every minute, well, okay, this entire movie, it's like it's like an hour and 45 minutes. It's one of Christopher Nolan's shortest movies, like, you know, totally, like, mm-hmm. bar none. But it was tense from, like, beginning to end. There's maybe 10 minutes total in this movie where I wasn't just, like, there on my chair, like, oh, shit. It's gonna, it's, well, Ebert would oh, call a Bruce for our movie. Yeah, it was nuts. And it's not like action packed. It's set. It, it, the movie takes place on three fronts. There's the mole, which is land. Um, there's with the ships, uh, the um, civilian commissioned boats. The, uh, boats commissioned, bo- regular boats owned by people um, who are helping out by with the, the army. Navy. Yeah, to travel over and bring people out of Dunkirk, bring the soldiers out of Dunkirk. And it takes place in the air with these uh, three pilots, actually two pilots, um, played by Tom Hardy and um, whose name I forget right now. And that's another thing. This is a movie with Tom Hardy, but he is not the star. It's a movie with Cillian Murphy. He is not the star. Right. Uh, the star is uh, this young kid who I think this is like his first major motion picture. And if even if you go to his uh, to his Wikipedia page, they don't even know what year he was exactly born in. It has born <laughs> in either 96 or 97. And it's about... It's on the border right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about these young... He was born on Christmas Eve or on uh, December 31st. Yeah. Um, It's just the story of... uh, On land, it's the story of these young soldiers. They're all just... Well, they're soldiers. At one point, you're talking to your boy. The next, he got shot in the back. Oh, time to find cover and just move on. You know, and then they get on ships and they get off ships. They uh, try to swim it. They're stuck in the water. There's there's planes that are coming... to help them out, and then, you know, this one got shot down, and that one over there just abandoned them, and what's going on, and people going crazy, and it's nuts, because it shows, like, war, the rawness of war, yet, there's, like, very little to no blood in this, you know, it's, and I mean, and mind you, it's a war movie, like, there is plenty of violent stuff happening, but the way Christopher Nolan shot this, it's like, something happens, and someone was just blown up, and instead of being, like, covered in guts, and you know, uh, uh, entrails, viscera, all that stuff all over the place, blood everywhere. The camera cuts away, and you see the reaction. It's like, horrible stuff is happening, but that's not the focus. And at no point in this do they cut back to, there's no shot of, well, let me go back to Churchill, back, you know, you know at, uh, you know, uh, at home base, at HQ, and they're going over maps and charts, and this has to be, no, this movie never leaves the action. And I was, I, I, I enjoyed it. I was completely enthralled, and I didn't expect to be. Uh, I'll be honest. The original, the, the the trailers for this made it look really boring. Yeah, when I don't think the trailers. Comics, this is the first Christopher Nolan movie that didn't really amp me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't think they sold it that well, but that doesn't mean I was. I know it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so I was really excited anyway. But I, mean, I, I expected nothing. I, the trailers looked like it was going to be. Oh, we got Tom Hardy as this uh, pilot. He's flying over the place and then in the sky, and I'm like, this looks stupid and boring. And I'm not English. I'm not invested in the story. Who cares about their yeah, freedom? Honestly, if I didn't have to do this review, I Don't probably wouldn't have seen the movie. And I wouldn't have had... Well, I wouldn't have seen, like, one of, the, I think, the greatest pictures. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm still riding high, you know? I mean, because, honestly, it was... No, I'm getting a, a consensus of that from a lot of the reviews. I think that greatest everyone seems the to be right there. It what are we talking? Not, I, I still think Fast... Uh, fat, f- Fate of the Furious <laughs> is up. <a, laughs> no, this one. <laughs> you checked out? Yeah, All right, out. no, no, just just to wrap it up. I, I really don't want to. I really don't want to harp on this too much because I'm pretty sure, like, if anyone listened to any other review, what's the good stuff has has been said. Cilly Murphy gave a great performance in a very uncharacteristic role for him. We're used to seeing him, him being the intelligent guy, the controlled guy, sometimes the pretty boy, but usually in in charge of his faculties. And this one, he played against type in that. And you don't like him, but you're really impressed by his performance. So, you know the um oh, and another thing, Harry Styles, the uh the, the singer yeah. dude, he's in this movie, and it was like a uh, minor controversy because he's got some outside stuff going on. I won't mention. And in this picture, also, he was cast, and Christopher Nolan didn't know who he was. He's not a fan of him. He's like, well, Christopher that? Nolan said, right. "You got to trust me on this." People didn't like Heath Ledger when I cast him as the Joker, but uh, that worked out well. So maybe trust my casting. That's what he said, which is, <laughs> and, you know, I guess, pretty true. It works for him. He's not a he's not a huge character in this. He actually plays kind of an unlikable guy, but you know what? You remember him on screen. So, and this movie did not shy away from. It's like no one is safe. There's no well. This guy's the hero. You know, they're magic, and you know, there's none of that. 
and you get that and you get that sense early on and it was it all played out beautifully the acting was spot on sound design in this was 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 perfect and this was unique they used a, t- a ticking clock for like almost all of the music there was like very little music and that that clock was ever present and normally we think a, a ticking clock it's like oh it's annoying. It's telling only time to speed up. What's going on? Is it going to go faster? Is the bomb going to go off? Something? No. It just it somehow really worked to show that time is a factor in this movie. And I I'm just so damn impressed because it seems like such a slow story, such a boring story, and he made it. I was I was like on the edge of my seat for the, for most of this most of the most of the picture because everything is just so damn tense. You know, are the pilots going to make it? Are the soldiers gonna make it? Are those ships gonna make it across? Is anyone gonna get sunk? If they do get sunk, are they, are they still gonna swim out? What's going on? What the hell's going on? And no one is safe. The movie starts off with you thinking, okay, these guys, this is gonna be our protagonist. You know, we're gonna see their excavate. Nope. Friggin' it's <laughs> see Dunkirk. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's a movie by Christopher Nolan. It's out in theaters now. You can see it, as Adam said, in the 70 millimeter version. I saw it in IMAX. Either one works. It's beautiful. Sound design, I think, will definitely be up for Oscars because booms in this like, you know, shook me. You know, and it was just great. Bullets passed through, and you can almost hear them whiz by you in the, in the theater, in the chair. It was, Dunkirk was an experience. And for someone who's nowhere near involved in it, in the historical aspect, I really, like, I, I felt for them. I, 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 was, I was there. It's Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan. It's out right now. It's starring Tom Hardy. It's starring uh, people, you know, but it's one to see just for the experience. I highly recommend it. If you saw it and want to chime in or if you have anything, if you have opposing, opposing opinion, who knows, uh, check us out on uh, on Twitch. Check out the uh, version in here and shoot us in. Leave, a, leave us a message there, twitch.tv slash thegeekdown, or shoot us a message, geekdownradio at gmail.com. We'll, you know, we'll swash them up. We'll see what's good. All right, but we've come to the end. This has been The Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yep. And I want to thank you, the good people, for watching us, for listening to us. You can catch us every Monday nights right here on WEMFradio.com at 1 p.m. Or check us out at geek-down.com. That's our own site. On social media, we're on iTunes, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on uh, YouTube. You can watch us, see the archived version, see past episodes, see clips, see our pretty faces, and all types of good stuff like that there. Watch us on Twitch. Same deal. Twitch.tv slash TheGeekDown. We'll catch you all next time. Until then, what do we say, gentlemen? Be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.